0: I hate surprises. Welcome to Grumble Goat. My name is Matt Labodka, and this is a show about all the small things that drive drive me me insane. insane. Let's grumble. Just kidding. I absolutely do not hate surprises, but I have a surprise for you. What's up, everybody? Great to be back here inside your ears. It's nice and warm in here. Anyway, Veronique is out of town this week, unfortunately, and as we all know, the show doesn't really work without her charms, but I'm going to commandeer the feed for a special surprise. Hopefully, you all are aware that I've written a book, something I'm very proud of, and while Veronique specifically told me not to, I'm going to give you a preview of it. It's a fantastical, magical, whimsical adventure. It's perfect for all ages, and... (sighs) Well, the whole point of a preview is so that you can see what it is. So I'll let it, or me, do the talking. So without further ado, here is chapter one of Zack the Human. Chapter one. Zack. Have you been practicing blood magic? Lightning flashed, distant. The storm had moved off into the mountains. Zack shivered in the damp night. Thunder answered before Zack did, both with indignation. Yes, Dad? Zack shouted back. Then stop standing there like a frightened imp and focus. Strength's voice was as deep as the thunder. His green skin looked as black as the clouds overhead in the darkness. I need your help catching the worms. I'm trying to focus, Zack shouted, insolent. Anger is a fickle emotion. It rarely gets directed appropriately. It's a very useful emotion for blood magic, of course. Strong emotions like anger and fear were great at fueling spells, but lousy for conversation. Zack wasn't mad at his father. He was mad at himself. The worms had escaped in the storm. The hood of the worm pit had blown over from the wind, and the stupid worms trampled out chasing each other. Zack clutched his wolf hide cape close to ward off the wind. A sudden blast of fire erupted next to Zack's head. Zack dove to the ground out of mortal instinct, but as he did, his nose caught the odor of rancid sulfur and half-digested gruel. Realizing it was just a belch of fire from one of his clumsy worms, he felt a pang of irritation at his overreaction. Steady, Zack. They think this is a game. Blast it! Zack yelled without heeding the warning. I got it! The flash ruined his vision for the moment, but Zack got his feet under him and dove toward where the flame had been. A wing flapped under his arm, but he caught nothing. The beast's tail swatted him on his way forward and assisted his trajectory toward the ground. Zack was rewarded with a mouthful of mud for his efforts, and a fresh helping of rage. We don't have time to play in the mud, son, Strength said calmly. The mud squelched as Zack freed his face from it. I'm not playing, Zack shouted back. Normally, Zack could coo the worms and calm them somewhat. Others would always make the mistake of trying to chase the worms. Giving them chase only led to tripping, falling, cursing, and riling them up. Worms loved being chased. Worms could be tricky, slithery, scaly, and, well, wormy. The beasts were useful, of course, and valuable. They were dense with muscle. Per pound, they were the strongest thing in the village, though they only stood as high as Zack's knee. They had a lizard-like body, with hard scales instead of leathery skin. A worm's face was ugly, something between a snake and an alligator, with tiny goat horns. The little demons also had wings. That's what made them so troublesome. They were pathetic little leathery wings, but they allowed them to defy gravity and master alike. Not by much. They could run or jump faster and further. Itty-bitty flights and itty-bitty infractions. Of course, even itty-bitty infractions are escalated by something that breathes fire. Well, coughs, fire. A carelessly swung torch could do more damage. But worms made more stench. Hob, like to say they, wreak havoc. Do not make the mistake of chasing them, his father said. Obviously. Zack flustered tried to focus on his ability to corral them. He could make them listen to him with his worm call. It wasn't the baby voice one would use to calm a wolf. This was a guttural growl, like a long belch. The scroll keeper had once told Zack that he imagined the ancient script of the mountain cave godkin must have sounded something like Zack's growling worm calls. As for the worms... The worm call would stop them in their tyrannical play to look at him, curiously. They'd be mesmerized by his call and cock their heads, as if they were trying to understand. Of course, it just looked that way. Understanding was not something worms could do. They were ridiculously stupid creatures. They could easily escape their cages, but never bothered to go far. The cage they lived in was merely symbolic. A trench less than a pace deep that they could effortlessly fly out of. The hood that covered the worm pit was raised up to cover them, but only superficially. It was more an umbrella than a roof. Zack drew in a breath for his worm call. Just then, another worm ran across his back and stomped on his head. Zack's breath ended in a mouthful of murky rainwater. His arm shot in the worm's direction, catching its tail. The creature whipped the tail the other way, lurching Zack toward the animal. Zack couldn't see it, but he imagined where the beast's neck was and latched on. He rolled over the muddy animal, and it, in turn, fell over and plopped all its weight down on Zack's stomach. Winded and sputtering, Zack released his grip and wiped his eyes. He coughed up mud while he tried to get his bearings. Eyes cleared, Zack realized he was pinned under the beast backward. He was looking right at the creature's backside when it released a cloud of noxious gas in Zack's face. The noxious gas was not a power unique to worms. That was a power shared by all creatures with a digestive tract. Enough! Strength scolded. The worm calmly flopped off of Zack. It was a struggle for Zack to get his lungs up to capacity again, with the muck and odors rolling around in his mouth. He sat up and looked at all the worms sitting still, all staring in the same direction, a position and direction that Zack now mimicked. There he saw strength, in a stance that exuded power. One hand was outstretched, pushing as if it was holding back all the worms, which, magically, it was. His other hand was balled in a fist. On top of that fist, Zack could see the silhouette of some poor rodent's head, From the bottom of Strength's fist and through the cracks in his fingers dripped a dark liquid. Steam curled up from the liquid in the cold air. Blood magic. Perfect, flawless form. Blood magic came easily to his father. Magic, powerful enough to hold these creatures in place, took mastery. With that mastery over magic and that powerful form, it was clear to see how Strength had become the chief of the Godkin. Zack felt a pang of awe, but shame coated his mind, like the mud now covering his weak, pale skin. That was good work, son, Strength lied as the worms stomped back to their pen. The anger in his voice softened to pity. Strength's anger didn't subside because of pity. His father had command over his emotions. Strink wouldn't lose focus on a spell because of concern for Zack. He would ease his anger only after he was done with the magic, or the rat was out of blood, but certainly not because his pity for Zack was stronger than his control over magic. But pity was there now. Zack had already known he wasn't necessary to help with the worms. Strink had never needed the help. He had only offered Zack one more chance to do anything right, and Zack had fallen into the same discomposure as the worms. Now he felt shame instead of pride over even this small ability. Well done, Strength repeated. I couldn't have handled them all. Strength reached out to help Zack to his feet. Strength didn't have to reach downward, Zack kneeling on the ground was the same height as his father. Strength's gnarled, green fist pulled Zack upright with enormous strength. Though Zack stood chest and shoulders above Strength, he felt he'd never live up to the incredible figure of Strength before him. Strength was tall for the Godkin, but Zack's freakish height was an exception. All the other Godkin his age were growing stout and wide, while Zack kept, inexplicably, growing up remember Zack, we must engage a conflict first with our minds strength lectured strength and magic are tools like shovels or spoons mm. I know dad Zack replied calmed by his own embarrassment I shouldn't have overreacted I should have stayed calm you let the worms fluster you you reacted the way they wanted you to Unfortunately, that is too often the godkin weakness. We are known for overreacting and lashing out in anger. The godkin curse is that our magic and our strength are powered by our emotions, and we habitually let them rule us. We are not known for our cunning and our diplomacy. We are known by our rage and brutality. This is why outsiders name us goblins. Zack flinched at the slur. I'm sorry I lost my composure, he replied. Zack had never met an outsider, but he knew that they hated the godkin, and he knew that they called them goblins. Are you going to eat that? Strank asked, pointing to Zack's cape. Zack looked down to see he'd spilled his earthworm stew in his haste. A leech was clinging to the mud-crusted wolf fur. Zack tossed the leech in his mouth. He wasn't hungry, but anything connected to blood might help strengthen his connection to its elusive power. It was probably just a hag's tail, but best to be safe. The stew wasn't very good anyway, Strank added. Maybe some fire toad would spice it up. Dad, I have to tell you something. I don't know. I'm not sure if I can... Zack started to say, but hesitated before he thought, I'm not sure if I can cast blood magic. Courage wasn't a power Zack possessed, and it would take a lot of courage to admit that he could never live up to his father. Nevertheless, he was interrupted. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Zack felt the rumbling reverberations in his heart more than his ears. These new boomings weren't from the passing storm. These were the crashes of the Crowdy Cron. The massive hoop drum in the square was supposed to strike awe in those it reached. For Zack and the other young godkinder, the drum had always tolled for gatherings and festivals. It had always been a happy sound. But now, the ominous crash brought fear. It was said that the Crowdy Cron warned of terror, danger, or war. But Zack had always lived in a time of peace. Only now did he understand the drum's purpose. It felt like dread. It was a warning. It was time. It's time, Zack. Strength put the words in the air. Time to show off what you've learned. Time to reveal your blood magic. The tolling of the drum continued. With the beat of Zack's heart. He stared with dismay toward the square, unable to speak. The looming Crowdy Cron seemed to grow larger and larger over the circular arena at the center of Allspire, until Zack realized that Strength had his arm around Zack's shoulder, guiding him ever closer to the ceremonial circle called the Square. And that was it. That was chapter one. Sorry to leave you hanging. I know you want to listen to more, but let me assure you, it is available. The book and Kindle are available on Amazon, and this fantastical, magical reading of it is available in full on Audible. Check out the show notes for more, and uh, if you're interested in hearing chapter two, let me know. Hit me up in the DMs on Instagram, or, or you can leave a message on the website. Let me know if you're interested in hearing more. Anyway, Veronique will be back next week for a fresh grumble. Grumble, grumble, grumble. As always, don't forget to grumble goat responsibly and share with a friend.